Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Today on Fantasy Five, it's mammals versus reptiles. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams by using characters from fiction, history, and real life. Then we see the teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Tom, and I am joined today by Sam, and we are your pundits for this episode. It is our job to provide criticism and insight into the managers' lineups, and later we'll be in charge of commentating on the highlights from today's fixture. Today we are joined by our managers. It's Matt and Robin. First up, it's Matt. Matt, what team have you got today? I've got Team Reptiles, uh, which basically means I, I'm, I'm not going to get uh, offended. I'm not going to get hurt. My feelings will stay intact today because I'm going to keep thick-skinned. <laughs> yes, yeah, and if you do hurt me, I'll just shed. Mm. Wow, we're having fun already. And Robin, your team too, which means... Yeah, I'm doing mammals today, Tom, uh, which means the exact opposite of Matt. I'm going to be overly sensitive, and if I shed, it will merely be fur all over Matt's slimy, slimy scales. And normally here we'd put a spoiler warning. However, that we're talking about animals. It's very hard to spoil animals. I don't know, we might spoil evolution. <laughs> we're coming for you, Darwin. So here's the spoiler warning that's frankly not needed. However, what definitely is needed are your subscriptions and your reviews. If you can review the podcast on your preferred provider, do so. Give us five stars. We'd love it. And also click subscribe. Uh, We'd love to have you listen every single week. Uh, But now all the admin's done, it's time to get down to the business of those starting fives. Our home team today is Reptiles. That's Matt. Matt, tell us about your team. I'm going to begin in goal, which is uh, the back of the uh, group of players called a team. <laughs> uh, sorry, just a rep- I'm representing the uh, the football knowledge on this particular one. I got it all. Uh, I'm starting with the reticulated python. Now, the reticulated python is a type of python, which is a snake. Uh, the reason why I picked him is... <laughs> He's the longest that you're going to get in the old uh, reptile world. He's 23 feet long, if you really put the time in. Yeah, uh, and I I did a little uh, research, and a -a five-a-side goal is uh, about 16 feet uh, wide. So he's even even longer than the actual goal, which I think is really great. He can cover a lot of it. Uh, In fact, he's so much longer that the the tactic that I shall employ is that he will hang from the crossbar in a sort of wibbly-wobbly W shape, therefore maximising the (laughs) surface area. Because otherwise he's just going to be like one of those sort of draft excluders on the bottom of the goal, and that won't really help that much. (laughs) Shoot over him. Uh, Yeah, so that's, I mean, already I'm very happy with the uh, idea of blocking a goal with a big snake. Um, I've been looking into it. Uh, apparently, the he actually has very quick reactions. They can catch uh, mammals, which is great, very very promising. They catch things <laughs> like rats and pigs and cows. Apparently, they've taken taken down whole cows. Wow! And, oh my uh, god! Yeah, right. And then I looked into it. Okay, footballs are often made of of a leather. They're actually made of cow leather. So it is in the goalkeeper's instinct to literally, when he sees this flying piece of cow come at him, to to snatch it out of the air with his mouth. I mean, it's. He's literally been genetically, you know, or, or Darwinianly uh, created to do this. Evolution yeah. has taken place to make a perfect goalkeeper. It makes a horrifying amount of sense so far, Matt. It's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, I did a bit of uh, I, I did a bit of worrying though. Uh, I realised that it's called a reticulated python, which does sound a bit like relegated, but <laughs> python <laughs> sounds like pylon. Which is basically what winners do when they score a goal. So uh, that's <laughs> nothing to worry about then. Your football knowledge is getting way better. 
Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember some stuff. I retain. Uh, also, he's going to be quite a healthy player because uh, luckily mm. these uh, snakes, they're actually hunted in the wild uh, for their medicinal purposes. Uh, so he's essentially just made of medicine. So he's never going to get ill. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is it is it fair to say less like less arms than the normal goalkeeper? Uh, yeah, but he's one long arm. Sure. Okay. <laughs> he's a twenty-three foot long arm. So that's that's how far away I can be to slap you on in the face for your criticism. So. <laughs> and in terms of so he bites. Is he? Is, he's a biting snake, not a constricting snake. Is that right? No, he some... he is a constrictor, but it oh. does need to begin with you. It's apparently when these snakes when they constrict something like a pig. They uh, they don't just start like hey little pig do you wanna do you wanna come here for a hug they need to get the initial attack on the pig which is done by a little uh, a, a rapid face movement I actually had a, a housemate at uni who had a, a python just a little two foot long one and he used to dangle uh, mice and he would snatch the mice but eventually these things were just like frozen mice they weren't very appealing so they start to go for your thumb you can actually whip and, and bite your thumb so, so these things are pretty fast uh, I, I yeah. mean I like that the quick reflexes obviously the lack of hands as Robin pointed out could, could be considered a weakness but when, you, when you're 23 feet long who needs hands you are you're, you're more than hands yeah you're a whole body of love it's exactly right um, there's, uh, there's one thing which if, uh, if the whole uh, Football associations are okay to go along with. Uh, he'll have to spend the whole of the interval uh, transferring from one goal to the next for the next uh, for the second <laughs> half, just because they can only move at one mile an hour. So. Right. <laughs> uh, speed is an issue, but, so, yeah. but but reaction is quick, but pace is not. Yes. Yeah, I would say shocking pace. Okay. I don't think one mile an hour is very fast. No. Well, maybe one of your other other teammates could just. You know, sometimes when a defender needs to take the goal kick for a goalkeeper, which is definitely going to need to happen in this case as well, maybe it's also, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, case, maybe it's also the case that, you know, the defender just, just takes him across the other side for second half. That would be nice. Uh, I, I'm, do you know what? I think that is that is doable, Sam, looking ahead on my list. Oh, yeah. all right. So that's my, that's my goalkeeper, the reticulated python. Hey, I, I'm very impressed with your first pick. Thanks, man. Uh, next up, I have, uh, I have a defenderer. Now, this one is a saltwater crocodile, which is the biggest uh, type of crocodile you get. Uh, they can be about 20 foot long, which, uh, once again, longer than the goalposts, <laughs> uh, than the goal width. Um, I actually looked, in, I looked into it again. Uh, a five-a-side pitch is roughly uh, sort of 90 foot wide. Now, the saltwater crocodile's 20 foot long. So if he, if he kind of stands side on in the defending area... <laughs> And just runs backwards and forwards like a sort of like Pong or, um, you know, like a foosball player. That's that's the defensive strategy. He can apparently they can go up to 18 miles an hour, which is actually very fast. Is that the average size of a crocodile or is that like the big? When I've looked at the average size of these animals, if it's if I wanted them to be big, I have gone for the lo- the largest <laughs> ever recorded one. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So this is a specific this isn't even a uh, just a generic crocodile. This is like a specific the specific massive this crocodile. Is, this is the famous uh, big the famous crocodile. One. He's, he's got a bit of fame as well. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. They're already a fan base, uh, so that's good for the social medias and whatnot. Um, but yeah, 18 miles an hour, just running backward and forward across the defi- def- defending line. <laughs> just, I just want to question this tactical decision here. Your 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 main defender, your the first defender, is literally just going to be ponging it up across the width of the pitch and hoping... Yeah. That he gets in the way of oncoming attacks. Uh, I suppose. Well, he has eyes, so I guess he could, <laughs> as he, as his skills develop, he would eventually get that that technique of I'm going to move to where the ball is. Smart, smart. Which I think will work. Uh, also, as a defender, he uh, he can't be tackled, which is nice because he's already lying on the floor. It's just inherently what a crocodile is doing. <laughs> <laughs> so no tackles for this guy. So he can't fall over, you mean? He, he can still have the ball taken from him. Oh, that's technically what a tackle is. It's not supposed to be te- knock the person down. Most of the time in modern football, people don't fall down because, you know, fouls are so tightly watched. Uh, so that any any sort of stealing of possession is considered a tackle. He might have problems with that. They're very, very short legs. <laughs> Kicking's going to be tough as well. Yeah, he's like 40% tail, 40% gut, and then a head on the end. Um, so I guess it's be mainly headering yeah, and tailing if that's allowed it's not a handball is it if it's your butt yeah. I assume a tail is technically absolutely I think tail is tail is going to be the main the main limb is a tail a limb the appendage that is going mm. to be actually moving the ball because I also kind of think so you just said off the head I don't I don't know how good their leaping reach is no yeah 
I don't think they can get a lot of height. No, <laughs> but aggressive, but massive and aggressive. I think that's a it's it's still a, a good a good tactic to have at the back. Yeah, um, uh, one of his. I'm not going to call this an aggressive uh, tactic, but. He looks like a giant handbag, right? Because he's made of crocodiles. So he's made of like leather. Uh, so one of the one of the tactics is going to be he stands in one spot like a handbag in the middle of a dance floor, and then everyone will just instinctively want to dance around him uh, so that they don't get hit on by boys. So I'm going to use that as a tactic at some point. So you've got a defender who's a handbag and a goalkeeper who is some shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's going on there. Um, we have established in the podcast before that accessories are allowed and you've really taken that to the next level and you've just <laughs> yeah. got actual accessories now being the main tactic of your defender. Absolutely. There's an interesting thing there where if you brought another handbag and put it on the pitch, you could have a handbag and your actual defender and then the, the attacker will be like, oh my God, where's the defender? I don't know. I'm just looking at two Burberry handbags. Right. If my accessory <laughs> has an accessory. Yeah. Loophole. Love it. Thank you for that suggestion, Robin. I'm going to take it. Look at that, the opposite team just helping me out. Madness. Uh, with such a strong tactic. Uh, next up, we have one of the winger... Wingers? Wingerers? Winger. Uh, now, is a winger an actual type of player? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a midfield or attacking player that tends to play uh, down the wing of the pitch, on the edge, you know. Right, and they want to be fast, right? Yeah. Good. Okay, so may I introduce you to the Bearded Dragon? Oh, please. Uh, the Bearded Dragon. It's a little, it's a little lizard. It's a teeny weeny little lizard, but it. Uh, if you look on uh, on the old, on the social on the Google, sorry, on Google, you do find he is the fastest reptile on one of the websites I looked at. <laughs> so he goes twenty five miles an hour. Now that was only one website. For some reason, all the rest of them will say he goes at like top speed nine miles an hour. <laughs> but if you were to believe the one that was twenty five miles an hour, how fast is that? <laughs> it's incredible. That is suspiciously fast, especially considering everyone else is saying nine miles an hour. Yeah, it was a weird one. Little internet they're, they're trying to throw you throw you for a ringer there, but yeah, so twenty five miles an hour. We'll just accept twenty five miles an hour, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just worth accepting that whatever the largest amounts are that you can find, the better. It, you, when it's the crocodile, it's the biggest. When yeah. it's the speed of a yeah, it's the quickest. Yeah, that's why that's why so many people put their willies on the internet. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, now, of course, yeah, he's a bearded dragon. So he has this sort of spiky beard face. Yeah. Like his entire head is made of like a spiky beard, uh, which I assume would have rather good grip on the ball when it comes to contact. When you know, so he's I'll be honest, tiny little legs, not going to do a lot of kicking, but he can nut it a lot. So I figure if your head is made of spikes. But not like yeah. it's not going to puncture the ball. It's just going to have good grip. Like, presumably, if football players, if the front of their shoes were made of hairbrushes, they'd get a lot better grip. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think that every professional footballer would have hairbrushes on their shoes if they could, but it is against football law. I guess that's kind of what studs are. Yeah. Just large bristles. Yeah, for, for the ground. For the ground, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah you, do, you, try, you try not to kick with the studs, is that right? That's true. I think that the problem with a, a ball hitting the studs is that it adds an unpredictability to where the ball's going to go. So I do worry that uh, your little bearded dragon is going to go for a header and mm. he's going to have a lot less control about where it's going because if it hits a spike at a funny angle, it could go anywhere. That is fair. It's a, general, it's a good sort of general spread of spikes all around his head, so I'm hoping that... There's nothing too irregular, but it's a, it's a fair point, Tom. Mm. Uh, now, also, other little facts about the bearded dragon come in handy. Uh, they, they Apparently, they wave to each other, so their <laughs> communication on the pitch is actually pretty pretty good. <laughs> like, these little guys, they, they just wave their little hands to each other as communication, so that's awesome. Uh, out on the lawn when they're playing. Uh, also, he's a dragon, so he's already a legend. Boom. Hey. <laughs> legend of the game. They're quite, they're quite small. Are they small? Oh, they are smaller than a ball, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are not big. So but people could tread on them, and with those spikes, that could hurt. Exactly. Oh, my, if, the, if the opposite, if the baddies are barefoot, then they're going to regret standing on this guy's head. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the uh, last thing I found was that on, on PetMD.com, uh, they say that, uh, this is an actual quote, uh, these little lizards casually allow their owners to dress them in clothing. Yeah, so for wearing the kit <laughs> casually. Yeah, I was like on this on this website. They're quite common as a pet, and like on the top three things that it says, you know, like keep them in a nice little terrarium, feed them lots of flies or whatever, and they don't hate. It, when you put clothes on them. I love the addition of the word casually there, as if it, they're fine yeah. if it's shorts and flip-flops, but if you dare touch them with a tuxedo, that is it. <laughs> it's going to lose its mind. They do not do formal, which is bad. <laughs> I have clicked on Bearded Dragon, and I was just looking it up, and then I've clicked on the Images button, 
and the first three images when you type in Bearded Dragon are Halloween costumes for Bearded Dragons. There's a, there's a wizard, a bat. I don't know why you're turning it into a bat. And, and also just a leash with a cardigan. Yeah, uh, that, actually, that's, that's one of the top things on, on PetMD. It says uh, they don't mind being leashed. Quite crazy. Wow, so they're very tame. Yeah. Very tame little creatures. Are you worried that they're not going to have enough sort of killer instinct on the pitch if they're very tameable, if they're very placid? Uh, I reckon that they're going to have a bit of killer instinct because he's cold-blooded, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> he's just going to have cold-blooded, <laughs> ruthless thought of, thoughts going through his little bearded head. We, we, there's, there's potential of selling um, selling beards for as merchandise. Definitely. Potentially. Think, think of all the, uh, you know, insert name of bearded footballer here. Great example, isn't it? Sam, bearded footballer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to hit me with two words. <laughs> oh, I, I should. I should have been ready. I, I came immediately to Zabi, uh, Xabi Alonso. I'm sticking with it. Exactly. Shabby Bonzo. He's got one. He's very popular. <laughs> Shabby Bonzo. <laughs> Shabby Bonzo. <laughs> Moving on from Shabby. Uh, I need... So I, I understand that's good. I wasn't sure if a wingerer was a, was a position, but that's good. What about a headerer? Mm-hmm. A, head, a headerer is definitely not a position <laughs> in football. But, so, yeah, but... Is it a type of attacker? A skill. Like a skill. Well, you might have like a, a, a large centre forward who is, who is there predominantly to be a threat in the air. Great. Okay. That's that one. I want an air threat. So <laughs> the problem with a lot of these reptiles is they're very low to the ground. It seems to be a common threat amongst the reptiles. So uh, I've, I've got the king cobra as my headerer. Now, you think he's a snake. He's going to be low to the ground. He is the, is the longest uh, type of uh, venomous snake, right? They get to about like 16 foot long if you look for the world record holding the longest <laughs> king cobra, obviously. <laughs> Now, what they can do is they can stand up. These are the ones with the sort of the the, the neck thrill, you know, like uh, Indiana mm. Jones walks past people snake charming these things. It's that kind of snake. So they've got the, the wide thrill and they can stand up on end up to five foot tall, which is basically as tall as like Sam and Robin in The Noise Next Door. <laughs> <laughs> Combined. <laughs> yeah, on each other's shoulders. So, um... Yeah, so, so the idea is that I'd have this, the... I mean, I'm calling it the tallest reptile because when you, when you type in tallest reptile on Google, just doesn't tell you. It just tells you longest. Everything's measured in length in the reptile world. Well, if you stand them on end, that's just then height, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but just some of them don't. They've got these, these big tail bums sticking in the way. So yeah, this guy, five foot tall, he's going to be in there for the headers. Uh, yeah, he's got a hood, obviously, which increases his surface area when headering or technically it's neckering because the, uh, the hood is below the, the face. So you can neck a ball. That's legal, isn't it? Yeah. That is totally legal to neck a ball. Sweet <laughs> All right. Uh, now, obviously, uh, King Cobra, a lot of lucrative endorsement opportunities. Uh, obviously, things like Cobra beer, king-size yeah. mattresses. <laughs> uh, and also, one that kind of combines it, uh, company bras, i.e. co-bras. <laughs> so, you know, like when a company has just like a, a company bra that anyone's allowed to use. It could be the yeah, face that's of a very, that. that's a common thing, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, that, now that's good for the uh, for the sort of advertising and whatnot. Uh, there is a downside. Uh, he is his name is King Cobra. So on the pitch, it does sound like you're swearing when you uh, shout out his name. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, say, "Oi, where's that King Cobra? Pass that King Cobra." Uh, so what it sounds like is you're just being bleeped. But I think that actually might work as a as a benefit because I think the baddies will just think that they've got a hearing problem. So you're trying to disorient at them with with hoping that they can hear the commentary. Is that or do you yeah, mean no, on the pitch, on the, on the pitch are... as well? As long as uh, all, all the people on the reptile team are all going like, "Oh, let's pass it in Cobra." <laughs> They're just like, "Oh my god, I think I can't hear. My hearing's oh no." But you know, hearing has a lot to do with balance, doesn't it? If you feel like your hearing's off, maybe they'll balance or sort of you know Bingo. become unsteady. Bingo times. Yeah, man. I mean, um, it's a tactic I wasn't expecting anyone to use, is feigning the opponent's deafness, but here we are. Yeah. Um, now, I realise that uh, killing people on the other team is a foul. I think it would probably probably constitute a red card, yeah. Red card? Oh, a red card? Uh, it might be worth it. So, uh, now, he's the big, He's actually the most uh, biggest venomous snake in the world, and uh, I was looking to his bite. So I think a tactic could be, the game's not looking well, you need to take one of the opposition out, he does a little sure. bit of a bite. Now, it doesn't instantly look mm. like the opposition dies, okay? I looked up on a medical symptoms list. These are the symptoms. Uh, now, these are actually like medical terminology symptoms, so I, I'll give you the translation if you're not a doctor listening to this right sure. now. So the first symptom is severe pain, which is sort of like the ouchy boo-boos. <laughs> yeah. uh, you get blurred vision, which is like wearing sort of fuzzy-wuzzy goggles. 
Uh, you get Vertigo, which is like a sort of Hitchcock film. Uh, you get Drowsiness, which is basically sort of sleepy snuggle times. Yeah. Uh, paralysis, which is like you got piss legs. And uh, cardiovascular collapse, which is where your blood keeps falling over. And finally, you end up in a coma, which is like super, super sleepy snuggle times. So all it's going to look like is they just kind of get a bit wobbly, can't see where they're going, fall down and have a sleep. And so I don't think you'd get sent off for that. Interesting. I suppose if he could hide the initial bite from the referee, you know, if the referee's looking the other way, a quick, a swift bite. Two words for you guys. Luis Suarez. Yeah. Oh, is he a biter? He did get suspended for quite a few games. For doing it repeatedly. Okay. That is a worry. Suspended, but not put in prison. So worth bearing in mind. <laughs> uh, now, I've got one, one final uh, for my for my five, which is the other defender, because uh, I ran out of positions that you'd have on a football team. Uh, a leatherback turtle. Oh. <laughs> it's a very big turtle here. Uh, now, what these guys, this is the tactic I'm going for. They lay like a hundred eggs and they lay the biggest eggs in the old reptile world. They're arguably only the size of billiard balls, but... What's a billiard ball? Uh, it's a football from far away. <laughs> so the leatherback turtle in his own half is going to just spend the first half of the match just laying eggs, just like a hundred of these little billiard balls, scattering them around. And if you're in the baddies and you're looking from over your half, you're just like, I've kicked the ball over there, but I do not know where it's gone. I mean, there's balls everywhere. I don't know which one's mine. It's going to disorient it's going to confuse them. Uh, also, the turtle itself is like two metres long, so it'd be kind of like having a basketball player lying down in the middle of the pitch with an upturned plastic sandpit on him. <laughs> That's just going to be in the way. So, just to clarify, the yeah. leatherback turtle tactic here is while he's defending, he's going to yeah. lay... A also, he is going to lay eggs. Is that what you're playing? Uh, wait, I need to recast. Okay, yeah, let's go. We'll go for a female. Okay, so we'll she go is going to lay. It's going to lay eggs to confuse. But then, what happens in the second half when suddenly now they've switched sides and you're attacking? That's, Are there not going to be turtles everywhere? That's a fair point. That, well, that's when you switch. First of all, you get your leather back out of there. You need to switch with the sub. Um, oh, I right, think yeah. the, for the sub, you then go for the desperate leaf chameleon. <laughs> uh, which is a really cute little guy. He's only three centimetres long. Right. And I'll admit, not going to be great at kicking the ball. But if, if you know that a three centimetre long little lizard just come on, you're the baddies. Now what he's going to do, he's going to go in to the friendly penalty area. So our yeah. penalty area. Yeah, sure. And he's just going to hang around in that penalty area. So every time the baddies come into that area, they're going to be terrified of standing on this three centimetre long lizard. Otherwise, it's instant <laughs> penalty, just giving away penalties. So he's a penalty <laughs> magnet. So you've got eggs everywhere on one half of the pitch and a lizard that no one wants to stand on on the other half of the pitch in the second half. Yeah. Do you remember, Sam, at the beginning of this, we said to Matt, your football knowledge is really coming along. Yeah, and then and then now we're hearing about the baddies. <laughs> the baddies and covered covered in eggs. And it, look, Matt, it, it's it's exciting. Have you got any yeah. further tactics here or, or have you given us the, the full impact of your tactical brilliance for Team Lizards? So those are all the players. I mean, I'll, I'll mention, obviously, my... Uh, am I the coach or am I the manager? Manager. Yeah, you're the manager, but you can have coaches. That's good. I need, yeah, well, I need a coach, someone with actual, like, football experience because I clearly don't have a lot. So I'm going to go for the uh, Aldabra tortoise. Uh, now, yeah. this is a tortoise that... Uh, there was one of them called Jonathan, so we'll have to get him, who lived to 189 years old. Let's assume that he still is. Uh, let's face it, when you're the world record holder for the oldest tortoise, it possibly means mm. you're dead now. But uh, yeah, so he lived to 189 years old, which means he was there possibly when football was invented. So he is like... He was there and knows all the rules, which is something yeah. I don't. So he can educate me and educate the players. It's good. He's a veteran. Yeah, exactly. Proper veteran. Uh, if we need a band, then just have a rattlesnake. He's the most musical reptile I can find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the whole shebang. That's the reptiles for you. I've got to be honest. I, I'm slightly surprised that we've gone for a very small bearded dragon, a tiny little leaf chameleon, and not like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> a, yeah. A, a, powerful venomous hunting nightmare i know the komodo dragons there that it's not that far from the size of the saltwater crocodile but i figured well you're gonna have one big boy so i just went salt, saltwater crocodile there. that's fair they might start attacking each other you're right that is one of the rules of football only one big boy per team that's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah would you like a little recap please give us your five who is it in goal the uh, reticulated python in defence, a saltwater crocodile and a leatherback turtle. 
uh, on the wing, a bearded dragon, and as the headerer, a king cobra. That was Matt's reptile team. We're going to take a short break and then be back with Robin and his mammals. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk Welcome back, and it is time for Robin to hit us with the team of mammals. Who have you got? Oh, hit you, I shall, Tom. Um, I, I'm going to start also in goal uh, with one of my, one of my, one of my, t- I've actually got two big boys. Now, I know the, the rules of football state, you're only allowed <laughs> one big boy on the pitch, but I hope that it's okay that I have two big boys, and this is one of my big boys. In goal, we have got a silverback lowland gorilla. That Ooh. is going to be my goalkeeper. Now, th- there's, I mean, there's hundreds of reasons why these things are, first of all, they are, massive they are absolutely enormous they can grow to approximately 1.6 meters okay and they have the average an average one this isn't an especially big one i've not done a mat and found the biggest one ever to have lived this is just like (laughs) an average one uh has the strength of 20 adult humans combined 20 adult humans Wow. That's so strong. He's going to catch the absolute bum off of a football being booted at him from one of one of Matt's many players with no legs. It's going to be fantastic. I, I feel so good for that. Um, also, they're incredibly intelligent uh, gorillas. Famously, very, very clever. They can use tools. So I feel like, you know, the putting on of the gloves is going to be fine. And also, they do have opposable thumbs. So uh, that means that they'll just be able to wear like just regular Reebok football gloves which is just great there's no no necessary sort of tailoring involved here um and i think that's really really good um importantly uh, silverback lowland gorillas can be taught sign language right so oh matt's wow. bearded dragon is waving i'm having a full conversation with my guy um because I, I will be able to communicate with him from the sidelines with sign language now that's not that's great for lowland gorillas but it's also that would be such a good tactic just generally in football rather than screaming swear words from the from the sideline just a few little gestures a little little oh what's he doing with his fingers yeah that means i'm gonna kick it again <laughs> <laughs> I got um, that reference. Yeah, <laughs> I know that tactic. Kick it again. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a few of the things. Now, uh, other there's way more. Um, the first thing is we we know that we get very emotionally attached to gorillas. I'm talking of Harambe. Who remembers Harambe? The scenes. Poor Harambe. Harambe was the gorilla who uh, who. I'm going to use the term got hold of a toddler in a zoo cage and they shot him and there was like a huge, huge outpouring of, of sympathy for Harambe. So people feel for these guys, right? So if he gets injured, he's going to be like the star of my team. Like the, the fans are going to absolutely adore him. I've also been watching a lot of documentaries in the picking of my team. And so I've seen a few documentaries um, because obviously they can't, they grow to about 1.6 meters. However, if we're doing Matt's tactic and looking at the biggest ever one, I give you the documentary, The Mighty Joe Young. The documentary, Mighty, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that gorilla was massive, really, really big. 
And also, why stop, guys, at Sign Language, another documentary. It's a very, very good documentary called George of the Jungle, and that gorilla <laughs> can be taught to speak English and serve cocktails. So I, I'll, be, I'll be doing that. That's going to be great at the benefits, at the fundraisers. Oh, I'll just get a cocktail. Oh, my God, it's the silverback gorilla. He's serving me a cocktail, and he's speaking in English. Unbelievable stuff. And this is your, this is your goalkeeper? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And do you think he's particularly adept in goal? Apart from the ability to wear gloves. Yeah, well, that's obviously a huge thing. At least my goalkeeper has mm, arms. So uh, yeah. swinging from the bar, amazing. Um, they have both, they, they can use both their hands and their feet to the same to the same level of, of dexterity. Um, and uh, they're massive as well. So they're just going to be a unit, a lump in the way. In terms of agility, they're incredibly agile. Um, and I just think that he's going to be a real, real linchpin in my team. Uh, if you think about Kerjak from the Tarzan film, uh, <laughs> they're very loyal, incredibly loyal and a hell of a temper as well. So he's going to be very loyal to the pack. Uh, and that's my goalkeeper. Just to double check there, that's the Tarzan film, not the documentary like Mighty Joe Young and George of the it's, Jungle. It's a documentary film, Tom. Don't be right. I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, speak, speaking of documentaries like Mighty Joe Young, why, why not go? Why not go? bigger and, and choose the documentary King Kong. No, that's a sci-fi film, Sam. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> definitely strong, definitely powerful. Yeah. You keep harking back to the size being huge of 1.6 metres, but that is shorter than Tom and Matt from The Noise Next Door. <laughs> In fairness. <laughs> to me, 1.6 metres is just an unattainable... <laughs> Size. <laughs> I think the main thing is the strength. Strike, right? Twenty yes. adult humans in in a in yeah, a one point. Power. So if you take somebody short, a little bit shorter than Tom or Matt, um, who are what are you guys six foot for in feet? You're six foot two, six foot two roughly. Yeah, I'm six. Foot so three, if you take six foot two, but put twenty strength of Tom in 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 that package, that is a that's a yeah. strong package. Well, it's it's about twenty strength of Matt. It's about ten strength of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, he is a very strong boy and. Yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my goalkeeper. Um, Tom, Sam, any thoughts on that? I guess my only worry for you, Robin, is that in the very last episode that we aired of this, I had King Kong in goal, mm. and it didn't work out so well. So I think you've just you've got a little mini version of King Kong. Are you yeah. not worried that? his goalkeeping record is going to be similar. I Listen, I had completely forgotten about that. I suppose my, my main thing for the, this is that King Kong specifically is distracted by pretty ladies, whereas my guy is way more distracted by throwing his own feces. He's not worried about pretty ladies at all. Yeah. And by small children. And by small children, <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> okay, so we're putting the family section that are watching the game at the other end of the pitch, which is going to yeah. be a nightmare when they, when they change halves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, the, at half time, everybody has to get up and move um, just so that temptation is not in, <laughs> okay. in uh, my goalkeeper's uh, face. <laughs> All right, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward one um, to defence. Now, this is going to sound mad, but listen, uh, in defence, I have a pig. A pig. A pig in defence. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Not even a specific pig, just a pig. Just a pig. A Gloucester, a Gloucester old spot. I've got a Gloucester old spot. A pig. Just a Gloucester old spot pig in, uh, in defence. Now, I'm going to tell you for why. You're going to love it. First of all, pigs are one of the most intelligent animals in the animal kingdom, right? They're, they're more intelligent than anything else that's going to feature on this team. They're more intelligent than gorillas. They're more intelligent than human children. Okay, uh, they're more uh, they're more intelligent in the opposing manager's case than adult humans. <laughs> um, they have excellent memories, amazing memories for years. They can remember things. So if they come up up against a play or a tactic, so the old handbag crocodile tactic, oh, no. my pig's going to recognise that. That's going to be that's a Burberry bag. That's not a crocodile. He knows. He knows. Um, so they recognise objects, right? They're incredibly social, incredibly social. So he's going to be popping round to the Silverback Gorilla's place for dinner. He's going to be bonding with the rest of their team. It's going to be amazing. And uh, another documentary. This one is a book. This is a documentary book. There's a, there's a book, documentary. It's called Animal Farm. And in Animal Farm, Napoleon, the pig goes on to rule the farm because he's just an amazingly controlling character. He can control all the other animals, right? So I'm going to use him in defense to really be like pulling the strings and sort of getting people to do what he wants. He's the brains of the op operation, okay? Uh, and he's also my captain for that reason. Um, in, the, in the documentary book, Animal Farm, he is, he's based on Stalin. Napoleon the pig is based on Stalin. So I have an animal with the potential of Joseph Stalin on my team. Matt's got the animal with the potential of a bag. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Also, adaptability. Adaptability, Tom. Adaptability. You think you've got a pig. You're like, oh, look, that's a pig. And then suddenly, what's that? That pig's being a sheepdog. That's right, like babe. It's incredible. They're incredible because they're so <laughs> clever, you can train them to be sheepdog. Right? So when on the off-season, he doesn't care about that. He's got loads of work going, rounding up sheep. 
keeping his fitness. <laughs> okay, so you've got a pig. Gloucester old spot. Um, I guess also if there's a very bad injury, we've got a delicious dinner after the match oh, as well. Regardless this of injury, unbelie- I can't dinner. believe you said that, you pervert. <laughs> All the all the protein. Oh, well, <laughs> I'd be interested to see how many other meat eaters you've got in your uh, in your team coming up. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is there is something coming that I'll I'll get to that. Yes, Sam, you're absolutely right. It's consideration. There's a reason he's in defence, and there's a reason he's that far back. <laughs> also, one of the first things Matt told us mm-hmm. about a reticulated python was that they ate pigs. Mm. I know that. I was actually concerned about that. However, a few things. First of all. If the reticulated python eats the pig, that's a red card. We're happy yeah. with that. That was that was said. That's a red card. Off goes the goalie. It might be a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Sure. My my defender for for the goalie, that's quite a good sacrifice. I might be happy with that. And I think multiple different tribes and peoples of the world have sacrificed pigs before as well. I, I think it's a real <laughs> it's a real nod to culture within a team and I and I like that. Yeah. Mm. Um and a good 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 little bit of crowd stuff. You know, you can imagine the commentators, oh, he's made a real pig's ear out of that. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff from the commentary. Um and so that's why I've got a pig, <laughs> Stalin pig, Stalin sheepdog pig. I love it. Good. Good. You should love it. We'll move forward into midfield. Now in midfield I've gone for something quite crazy Uh, and that is an indian flying fox now this is a mammal the only mammal that can fly now there are other mammals that can glide but this is the only mammal with the ability of active flight okay it's the only mammal with the ability of true flight continue i have i will comment after this statement (laughs) we're talking sorry i should um qualify that the flying fox is a form of bat right so bats are the only mammals that can fly. Yeah. Sorry, I, I really, was going to say. I really should have clarified that. <laughs> the entire that. bat family yeah, can bats, fly, bats, you bats, idiot. This is a bat. This is a bat. It's a bat, so it can fly. Bats can fly. <laughs> bats can fly. But this is... So, it's like going, the fruit bat is the only mammal that can fly. No other mammal apart from fruit bats can fly. This mammal is the only mammal that can fly. It's a bat. It's a bat. Yeah. It's actually not just a bat. It's a mega bat. That's what this is. It's a species no. of mega bat, Right? which is better than a regular bat. If you think about a bus, and then that's a bus, and a mega bus is a, is a better one. Good. Glad we all agree. Um, now, they- now I, I, I have to contest that. Mm. The mega bus is a terrible thing, whereas a bus can often be quite a delightful event. If you sat on mega a d- buses are some of the worst buses in the country. If you sat on a double-decker bus all the way to Glasgow, I bet you'd wish you were on a mega bus. I bet you would. And also, three quid. Absolute bargain. I wish I was on a train, well, mate. Yeah, mega train. Mega train would be good. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about my, my mega bat? It's, um, it, you bought up the bus. They have wingspans of five foot seven inches. For reference, that's one inch shorter than I am as a whole, as a whole uh, wingspan, right? That's really, really it's cool. It's the size of a small gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that they do, okay, that uh, flying foxes do, is that mothers, so I'm specifically using a female flying fox, okay? Uh, because they're slightly bigger, because they are made for childbirth. And, for, and what they can do is they carry their babies with them while they're airborne, okay? Now, I did some research on this. A baby flying fox weighs up to 500 grams, okay? Half a kilogram. And their mothers carry them while they're airborne, flapping around, having a lovely time. An average football weighs between 383 and 440 grams, meaning a, a mother fruit bat would definitely be able to pick up a football in its wow. claws and fly. Now, its claws are its feet, uh, biologically speaking, because they're, at the, they're under the... Every, every single mammal has both wrists and ankles, and it's underneath their ankles, so it's technically their feet, so there is no handball there. So all of Matt's players are less than knee height. How, is, how are they going to stop a, fly, a, fly, mm. a flyer? A big flyer. It's a worry. Wow. Wow. So this is in the midfield, uh, really sort of uh, all over the pitch, right? They're very incredibly manoeuvrable. Um, here's a fun fact about them. They get their freak on hanging upside down, right? That's how they get they get their rocks <laughs> off. And so I thought that yeah. means that they, they're used to hanging upside down and getting down to it. So in terms of a corner, I've got no problem with my flying fox hanging off the top of the bar just to cover that top little corner there. Same is true if in a dead ball position, you know, if there's a free kick coming in, just to block that little top corner, then the silverback gorilla hasn't got to worry about it at all. Um, also, they, uh, they like city living, right? That's something that they're really, really <laughs> adapted to. They like city living, which is really good for social reasons because they can go and hang in town with a uh, pig. Uh, see, babe, pig in the city. <laughs> 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 so the cohesion's good okay. so far. So do they they live in cities and they've got 
wings that are as tall as you are wide. And bodies as well. And they hang out in cities. Yeah, they live in cities. That's yeah. awful. What cities? Uh, well, th- I didn't actually take down the exact That's not number. one in Brighton, is there? I don't <laughs> want to meet that. They, uh, this they... is the Indian one, right? So Yeah, Indian yeah, cities. the Indian flying fox. But they, they're sort of in that whole area. Apparently, flying foxes, generally speaking, can, can form colonies of like up to 2,000 flying foxes. <laughs> and they're like, the Indian one is oh. a particularly big one, but like, you could, they're, they're always quite big. They're always like a couple of foot. And imagine, apparently in a cave, in Taiwan there was like 2,000 of these things imagine being the poor guy who turns on his head torch like just like um, yeah and they, but they can't do that thing where they like you know like the, the way that bats communicate using the supersonic they can't do that they have eyes and they, oh. they, they see using their eyes um, because they Interesting. they yeah they, they're better than bats they're mega bats so they can see I do have a question for mm. you um, bats Particularly mm. these big ones, pretty mm. pretty big disease vectors. How do we feel about them potentially spreading disease to uh, the other animals on the pitch? It's a very, very good point, Sam. I hadn't thought of it. I can't think of any recent times where bats have caused any problems with disease, though. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, I can't think of a single time that's well, there happened. There you go. There's all conjecture. Uh, it's a really good point, Sam. Uh, I haven't, uh, that wasn't something that considered, I considered. I suppose my interest there would lie in can pigs and gorillas get COVID? Can they? I know dogs can't. I think there was a reported case of tigers getting it. No, you know, no, so was that? that's... <laughs> oh, have you and dogs? Oh. oh, I'm excited for. Oh dear, yeah. Well, definitely. I know that there was a case like in the New York Zoo. I think two tigers yeah. were, were uh, definitely. Had I wasn't it, necessarily so. being specific to COVID, but like just just in just in general that 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 problem with you know disease transmission. It's a really good point, Sam. That I hadn't honestly thought about. I guess my feeling is uh, there's not going to be we're not going to be eating each other. There's a few, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a weakness <laughs> that I hadn't considered prior to this okay. point. What do what do the flying foxes eat? They're fruit eaters, which is mad. When you see mm. them, you're like, you definitely eat kids. Like, there's no way that you eat fruit, <laughs> but they eat fruit like like mangoes and stuff. They love it. The only one who eats kids currently is your gorilla goalkeeper. Good well, he didn't eat the kid. He just sort of dragged it around like a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which to Robin, be fair is. Exactly what, tiger. and that, that's happened to you before, right? With a with a an ape like creature. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, and this is a side note. When I was a kid, I went to Singapore, and there was uh, this orangutan, which was a really famous orangutan. It used to walk around the zoo. It was a, play, a zoo con. I think it's called Fantasia the Zoo, and it used to walk around. And it was actually in the Telegraph a few years ago because it died. And at the time, I'm I'm ginger, and I had zero hair. Like I used to have like a real buzz cut, like a little ginger tennis ball. And uh, you used to go and take photos with this orangutan. It just used to wander around, and have a load of time. And I know animal rights. It's not it's not right. But at the t- it was the 90s, guys. We didn't know about those things. And so I was uh, was there taking a photo with my mum and this orangutan sat on my lap and started like stroking my head um, and my mum was like oh, that's a bit weird so sort of like reached to get my hand and the orangutan got super aggressive towards my mum and tried to like walk off with me <laughs> this is pretty cute I, I loved it it was nice anyway look, 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 let's back to back to business back to business um yeah, we're going to move into my attacking position. I'm playing a... Uh, I've got two tiger. attackers. Please yes, it's a tiger. bloody Bengal tiger. <laughs> it's a Bengal tiger in my attack. Um, now, why why a Bengal tiger? First of all, because they're great. Uh, that's about mm-hmm. tigers. Um, now, in both mammalsoftheworld.com, which was done by public vote, and a blog from Monterey Bay from a guy called Tiger Tom, <laughs> tigers are chosen to be the best mammal in the world the best one the best of all the mammals tigers are the best one they grow to 3.3 meters which is double more than double the size of my already a massive gorilla that's bigger than both of you i think actually if you lay next to each other like like end to end i think that would still be bigger than you they get to 670 pounds okay now the downside of a tiger hadn't thought about the covid thing but they they're not the smartest um i found this on a forum uh, apparently compared to dogs tigers are about the same as a dog but they've still got a better brain but compared to a monkey, a tiger is a damn fool. <laughs> uh, it's, but listen, it's there as the apex predator on my team, top of the food chain. It's instinct, it's raw aggression, um, and it's, it's fear factor, right? You come onto the pitch and there's a mm. tiger pacing. That's going to have a, a mental impact on you. I worried about the pig, genuinely. I was like, uh, putting a pig and a tiger. I'm not worried about the flying fox or the gorilla, really. They'll have a, you know, the fox can fly, the gorilla can fight. But the pig I was worried about. However, if you feed a tiger, a tiger eats approximately one deer-sized animal per week. So a pig, first of all, a mere morsel, not worth attacking, okay? 
I'll have some sausage on hand in case it kicks off. Not sausage, because that's... Uh, I'll have some cracker... No, not uh, steak. I'll have some steak on hand. Um, however, after a, directly after a tiger is eaten, the next day, they're agile, they're back to their normal, they're not, like, bloated and full, and they won't kill again for four to five days. Even if oh. you put a living deer in front of it, it won't kill it. Wow. Okay, because they don't kill just for the purpose... They don't just kill for the sake of it. They kill if they're threatened or in order to eat, right? And so if I fed it... So I'll feed it two days before game day, recovery day, then it's fine, right? Also, this is the sure. final biological fact about tigers. They can leap forward because all of their muscles are in their back legs, right? So they can leap forward yeah. 30 feet in one jump, which means wow. in four jumps, wow. my tiger can do the whole pitch. And that's from a standing start, okay? From a standing start, my tiger can do the length of an entire pitch, which I've got in meters, annoyingly, but it's 27.5 meters. So I, I did a Google thing, and it worked out that that's four, four leaps. It can do the whole pitch. That, I mean, that is... Very impressive. I am impressed by your tiger attacker. Yeah. Uh, I guess we haven't really discussed this so far, but I'm assuming a four-legged animal can use all four of its legs because it's not like a tiger's got hands, is it? It's just four legs. Four legs, four feet. I mean, referee Sam? Yeah, Sam. They're they're all legs. They're all legs. Confirmed. Continue. Great. That's good news. I mean, that's it for my tiger. Um, I didn't know about the COVID thing, and that's obviously consideration. However, my, my counter argument to that would be COVID has been a thing for a year now, um, and professional sport is still happening, right? Yes, people are getting it. Yes, some people are getting <laughs> sick, but it is still going on. The Super Bowl happened. The Premier League is still going. The Six Nations is currently on. So I guess we can live with it. We've got good team doctors. I would say that the Fancy Five League is probably up there with the Super Bowl in terms of like world recognition. Mm, yeah. So I think that seems uh, appropriate. Good, good I'm, argument. I'm going to say that you can't borrow any medicine from my python. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up the python, actually, Matt, because I'm going to move on to my final position before uh, before the end. Um, now, listen, this is going to be an attacking player as well. I'm going to give him, quietly, I'm not going to say this loud, because I'm going to give him the, the role of poacher, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody else that because I don't want to upset the tiger. Okay, so he's got the role of poacher, but nobody needs to know that. So sort of a, you know, an aggressive sort of popping in and out forward. I'm going for the Indian grey mongoose. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom, Tom Ooze, because he's right too. The mongoose is known for its ability to fight and kill venomous snakes, okay? Especially cobras. Oh. They're special. They've got this thing called, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the pronunciation on this, but here we go. Um, acetylcholine receptors, which means they are immune to venom. They're immune to venom. Oh, King Cobra. Immune to venom. No venom. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, actually, with King Cobra specifically in mind, another documentary. I've got, I've got three words for you, madly. It's Ricky Tiki Tavi. You all know Ricky Tiki Tavi. Ricky Tiki Tavi was a what? book written by Rudyard Kipling. It was in the Jungle Book, and it's about a, an Indian grey mongoose who kills two cobras, two massive, giant king cobras, butchers them, absolutely butchers them, defends humans, messes up two separate cobras, right? Now, I was, I was worried about how dangerous they are. So if you Google, can a mongoose kill humans? The answer is not normally. Implying <laughs> that in an abnormal situation, a mongoose could kill a human. What? Oh! <laughs> it's massive! It's absolutely massive. Uh, and that's it. Oh, one final thing. Uh, in daylight hours, they chatter relentlessly, which would be really annoying. All the time, just constantly. So he's just going to be like, oh, I'm kicking the ball. Isn't it lovely? Oh, look at that to go. Oh, I'm having a They'll be time. chattering around my, my handbag. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a question. You've got him in an attacking role. Uh, what, how, how, is his, how is he going to be scoring goals? Yeah. Is he more of an assist player? Uh, no, that's good, Tom. Is uh, a poacher? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, the way he's going to be scoring goals is he's nimble, right? They're really agile. Compared to the aggression from my Bengal tiger, he's going to be able to mm. get through those tiny little gaps, right? So we've got this huge lump of a saltwater crocodile ponging back and forth over the pitch he's going to be able to see the gap and just straight in he'll probably be able to run under a crocodile to be honest because they're really they're quite nimble and small and so just like i'm imagining that just the agility okay so sort of i just think that'll be a really useful thing on this team which is mainly about power and intelligence um i just Mm. think the agility would be super useful uh speaking of agility i do have an impact sub which is just a common rat um in anyone who was listening to the pixar pokemon episode uh we did cover this already but rats are the fastest thing ever invented Mm. okay if you're Remember, we found a well-researched YouTube video that found that above a car, dash the superhero with super speed, um, all sorts of fast things. Just a normal rat is the fastest thing in the world. So the rat is my impact. The internet doesn't lie. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. 
I would argue, though, that that was referring specifically to the universe according to Pixar, so it could just be that rats in Pixar are very real, where, of course, you're dealing with an actual real rat. Yeah. And we, we can clock their top speed compared to the other animals on the pitch. Well... The, the the listen Ling, the rat in Ling, in uh, Ratatouille is just a normal rat so I think mm. I think Tom that the person who researched that video about most speedy Pixar things knows a little bit more about fast animals than you do thank you no I don't think that's the case at all well, I'm interested in uh, speed like there's no cheetah here which is traditionally I mean, apart from, second only to the rat <laughs> uh, regarded as the second fastest creature up to eighty miles an hour I mean Matt Matt's team in the reptiles was getting really uh, excited about a 20 mile an hour animal however we've neglected on your team a cheetah that can run up to 80 miles an hour yeah you're you're right um they they're, they're quite listen i'm quite worried that they're um uh like too nimble uh, they're too they're too little they they're, they're not going to last they're uh, too an, nimble they're, no they're not going to last of, of a like an impact are they um like anyone who clatters into a cheetah is going to really really hurt it um and and uh, tigers can actually run 49 to 65 kilometers well, an hour it's pretty good it's pretty that good pretty it fast. is still pretty quick and so mm. um I- i'm not too worried you are right sam i could be faster but 65 kilometers an hour we've got a rat that can probably run 120 we're good that's true <laughs> i mean a cheetah could still be a good impact sub you know, like a three words for you, Oligona Shulshar. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, when I was doing my impact self thing, I thought, hey, I might do a two words for you like Sam does. But the only one I could think of was Shane Long. So, <laughs> Is he from, from Westlife? <laughs> no, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a Saints player, Southampton player. Listen, I only know Southampton players. He's quite fast, but quite bad. <laughs> and that's my, that's my fantasy five. Uh, loving it. Robin, give us your fantasy five starting mammoths. Good. In goal, I've got a silverback lowland gorilla. In defence, I have a pig. In midfield, I have an Indian flying fox. My attacker is a Bengal tiger. And then I also have an Indian grey mongoose as another attacker. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got our two teams. We are going to see now how our managers feel about their chances pre-match. Let's see how our managers feel about their chances. First of all, Matt, you're the home team today. So, two questions. One, what's your home stadium? And two, how are you feeling now you've seen Robin's mammal team? The home stadium is going to have to be a really big terrarium. So, we're going to go for the world's <laughs> large terrarium, which is in the Warsaw's Galleria Shopping Mall in Poland. <laughs> so, you just get in a, in a terrarium? Yeah, in a really big terrarium. Well, because we like hot, we like cold, we like wet, we like swamp. I mean, that's the... Situation there. That's the that's the that's the chant the fans love to sing you a lot. An and your feelings. How, how are you feeling about your chances? My feelings are that I'm concerned how low to the ground my team are and how high above the ground that filthy disease bat is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Robin, how are you feeling about your chances? Tom, a mammal is a warm-blooded vertebrate with fur and hair, uh, distinguished by females that secrete milk for the nourishment of their young. And today, mm. that milk is going to be the milk of victory. My mammals are going to be supping from the teat of victory today as they smash the reptiles into the cold-blooded floor. <sighs> Robin, I felt so good about your chances until you just said that whole bit about supping milk. And now from the nipples. I think you're probably going from to lose. The teats, they're going to be supping. Stop. I don't have nipples. That's the reptile uh, catchphrase. If there's one thing to take away from this podcast, it's that Matt doesn't have <laughs> nipples. There's only one thing left to do, ladies and gentlemen, and that's see this match. It's time for kickoff. Welcome to the giant terrarium in Warsaw's Galeria shopping mall. It's humid conditions inside this massive glass box, and you've got to think that favours the home team. The reptiles have been warming up, quite literally, under the heat lamps for the past four hours, so they are able to move their combined 12 legs. That's eight less than the mammal side, who have come in at a combined 20 legs. One minute silence before kickoff in memory of Harambe. And there's the whistle, and King Cobra with the kickoff. Well, head off. Pig being a bit selfish in possession here. He's really hogging the ball. He's lost it now, though. Poor control as Leatherback Turtle snaps it away. Pig complained to the referee. He's always swining about something. I don't know! Out of nowhere! Python is crushing delicious pig to death, sharing his meal with the opposition striker, Bengal Tiger! That's nice to see the sportsmanship between the two teams. Ah, oh, but Pig is dead. Uh, due to players from both teams enjoying the meat, the referee hasn't actually sent anyone off. That's remarkable. Rat coming on to replace the devoured bones of Pig. 
Gorilla distracted by his reflection in the glass of the terrarium, and that could be a problem as he throws around his own feces and giggles. Oh, he's, he's launched some of it into the crowd! The shit really has hit the fan. Awful stuff, but he has managed to lob a long ball forward to Tiger, who's been part of this mammal's team now for three seasons. Oh, he's really earned his stripes. Here's the bearded dragon, Shabby Bonzo, scuttling up the pitch at a rapid 25 miles an hour, but he's dispossessed by Rat, the substitute who can, of course, travel at at least 10 times that speed. Leatherback turtle just labouring away. As in, she's literally in labour, just popping out eggs by the dozen. There's little white balls all over the place, but... Oh, oh no, this, dis this distraction plan has backfired as King Cobra and Python are chowing down on the eggy delights. Even Mongoose is joining in the maternity ward buffet line. Flying Fox whips in a corner for the visitors and a Ronaldo-like leap from Tiger to head home! Mammals really taking advantage of the reptile's lack of ability in the air. You've really got to feel for Giraffe, who didn't even make the squad. It's 1-0 Mammals, but it does look like there's been an off-the-ball incident. Mongoose chatting back to King Cobra. And Mongoose has gone for Cobra's throat, shaking him about, and the ref is struggling to control this game. Oh, he's had to blow the whistle for half-time to quell the argument as the head of Gucci's design team wanders over to Crocodile to see if they can use his ass as a wallet. Always good to have a financial plan if your sporting career goes up. And it's English breakfast and cucumber sandwiches for the mammals, as requested by the tiger who came for tea. Back underway here in Warsaw. Patched up, Cobra slithers into the box, and oh, Gorilla has found a traditional snake-charming Pungi! Cobra is utterly enchanted by the distracting display of musical talent. Rat manages to clear the ball. Great teamwork from the mammals. The ball is whipped into the reptile box again, and Tiger another great leap! He's got so much raw talent. It's deflected in off one of the dangling loops of Python. The big cat's done it. Me wow. It's 2-0 to Mammals FC. Desperate Leaf Chameleon comes on to replace Leatherback Turtle now. This smacks of desperation to me. Flying Fox swooping down and catches the clearance from Saltwater Crocodile's tail. Oh no, Flying Fox has dropped her baby who she was previously clutching! It is sacrifices like that that it takes to get to the top of this game. Flying Fox with a long effort and it's in! The whole defence was totally distracted as Saltwater Crocodile was busy turning the baby bat into a snack. The baby wasn't technically a player so it's not a cardable offence for Saltwater Crocodile. <laughs> it's 3 nil mammals! Oh dear! Silverback Gorilla was about to take a goal kick and he has stood on Desperate Leaf Chameleon. The three centimetre lizard was perfectly camouflaged and is now entirely dead. It's a yellow card for the entirely accidental murder and a penalty for the reptiles. Shabby Bonzo steps up and Silverback Gorilla still shaken from crushing an adorable chameleon dives the wrong way! Shabby Bonzo the bearded dragon gets one back! It's a consolation goal at this point for the Reptiles, both in terms of the match and for the loss of life. It's all over. There's the final whistle. A bloody brutal match. Well, that'll happen when you let wild animals loose on a football pitch. <laughs> it sure will, sir. It's back to the studio. What a game. It's 3-1 to the Mammals. Let's get reactions from the managers. Matt, how are you feeling, mate? Not feeling good about the defeat, but I am feeling okay that only one of my main players died and a handful of baby eggs. <laughs> what, a, what a positive to take from it. Robin, how are you feeling? A win! Oh, he's finally done it, Tom. Three teams in. Uh, oh, listen, like my mammals, the blood is warm. My teats are buoyant with the frothy oh, milk of victory. It's teats, a win. It's creep. a win for nipples all round. Everyone's <laughs> nipples have won. Here's to us and our nipples. Well, I wish that hadn't happened, but it is my duty to update the leaderboard. The league standings among the Noisex Store Fantasy 5 at the top of the league right now. It's me on six points. And then in joint second, Matt. Sam and Robin all have three points. It's still all to play for, people, as we carry on with our thrilling title race. Please let us know what you thought of today's teams or the result on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
the lot. We would love to hear from you. Also, do subscribe to Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider. And if you can, give us those five stars. We need them. Next time on Fantasy Five, it is a special episode commemorating both simultaneously Mother's Day and St. Patrick's Day. That's right. It's the vintage battle of mothers versus Ireland. It's gonna be a big one. We'll see you then. It's time for us to hit the showers. Wait, wait, what's, what's that bit? It's me, I'm doing the mongoose. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. I'm making a Nailed it. 